2: That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law, 18 plus, starts and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Welcome to Football, Fatherhood, and Life with your hosts, former NFL running back George Jones and Troy Geary.
2: Welcome to Football, Father, and Life. I'm Troy Geary alongside my co host, George Jones. Uh, George, we have a great uh, show today. One of your former teammates, and I'm going to hand he- it over to you so you can introduce him.
1: Troy, I appreciate the introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody out there that's listening, I am so excited to introduce our guest today. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, it is Mike Adams. Welcome to the show, Mike. Me and Mike were teammates in – Jack, not Jacksonville, but at Pittsburgh, we got drafted together in 1997. This uh, wide receiver was a phenomenal talent. He uh, still, uh, he's third and all time leading uh, all purpose yards behind Ricky Williams and Cedric Benson. And this is one thing I used to say to Mike all the time, I envied his speed. He was a sm- he, he could run so fast, he was a smooth runner and I used to mess with him all the time about that. Uh, the show is about football, fatherhood and life. Michael, welcome to the show, my friend appreciate it, George. Good to meet you, man. Good to meet you guys. Blessed to be on the show. Yeah, appreciate you. Mike, let's get right into it. You grew up in Texas. Was it always your dream to play at the University of Texas? It was not. As a matter of fact, I did not even like the University of Texas.
0: <laughs> I was, uh, <laughs> I grew up, I mean, I grew up right there in the Dallas Worth area. So, I, you know, when I first started watching football, I mean, the Pony Express, man, that was my team, I mean, because I grew up from Dallas, was in Dallas. And uh pretty much liked everybody but Texas. But one thing I did notice, Texas was always on TV. I remember watching the the 82 cotton bowl game with uh Robert Brewer and some of his heroics, you know, playing against Alabama and beating Alabama. You know, I watched the Georgia game where uh Texas had a chance to win a national championship in 83 and you know they they fumbled a punt. I mean, so so I remember those things vividly, but it was not my dream. I was not a Born Longhorn, like a lot of people are. I, I did. Matter of fact, I was, I was a Miami Hurricane guy in high school. I was
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Texas was nowhere on my radar until uh, Coach John Mackey got the job down here.
2: Uh you had some of the most incredible stats at the University of Texas. You were a four-year starter, team MVP. He finished your career as the leading receiver in yards, receptions, and touchdowns. You must have been a legend on campus. Uh, can you talk about what that was like and um, how much fun you had in college?
0: I mean, I, I think uh, it, it was meant for me to attend the University of Texas. Uh, you know, It was my very last visit. Like I said, uh, they weren't even on my radar. My, my high school coach, Ken Ozie, at Arlington Sam Houston, uh, his son, actually Kevin Ozie, was a graduate assistant at Texas A&M. And, and we know it's early 90s, mid-early 90s. I mean, Texas A&M was the powerhouse here in the state. I mean, they were a national program, top five program every year. Uh, they only had one problem. They didn't really pass the ball. And, uh, you know, matter of fact, my receiver coach at Pittsburgh, David Cully, came to my house on Christmas Eve. <laughs> you know, I almost went to him just because of uh, Coach Cully. You know, because I yeah. liked him that much. He was at that kind of guy. George knows Coach Cully. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, glad I went to Texas, man. It was great learning experience for me. I mean, great opportunity in Coach McAfee's offense. And, uh, you know, great school, man. I mean I, I mean, I wouldn't go back and change anything, you know at all. I mean, uh, great campus, great city of Austin, uh, great, you know, education, obviously, and uh, just really learned a lot, grew up a lot there in Austin, and, uh, you know, just glad that my family had a chance to see me and uh, just meet a lot of, you know, lifetime friends and, and, uh, you know, won some conference championships, and, uh, you know, we were a top-team-ranked team team at one point in my senior year, so, man, it it was a great career, no doubt, had some great teammates. Mike,
1: like I said earlier, you know this I used to say it to you every day in practice when we was at Pittsburgh. I was in awe of your speed. What was your training regimen like in college and how do you, you know, to be able to maintain that kind of speed? It is rare to see somebody with that kind of speed, especially at the uh, wide receiver position. I think you were clocked at like 4, four three, one or something like that. Did yes, you run sir, track? I then,
0: did run track, man. And, and that's that's the key right there, George. I ran track in high school.
1: Okay, I really didn't
0: dibble dabble too much in in middle school. You know, I, I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know why I didn't. I wish my coaches would have kind of just made me do it. <laughs> but in high school, my, my coach kind of did make me do it. I, I remember I was uh, pretty much getting ready to uh, play basketball, you know, when football season was over. And I started as a sophomore in high school. And, you know, as, as fate would have it, you know, and it was the only time that I failed in academics, you know, during the six-week period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right after football season, my, my sophomore year. And my coach just kind of took, you know, made a lighthearted joke. He was like, well, guess you got to get in the weight room, get on the track. So, you know, that's kind of what I did. And I didn't even uh look back. I never thought about playing basketball again. And, and um, you know, and just really focused on track, man. And that was probably the best decision that ever, you know, I ever made. I mean, I, I you know, I started running events that I wasn't really good at, like the 400. And uh, it just really built my long range speed. And I was already kind of naturally fast. But. You know, I got faster and I got faster because of track. And, uh, you know, back then, I mean, kids were lifting weights, but we weren't really like lifting weights like some of our kids lifting weights this day and age. So I can't even really say it was the weight room. I mean, it was really just doing a lot of running. And like I said, it just kind of built upon what I had already had naturally. And uh, man, when I got to college, I knew how to run. I knew how to train. I mean, we had a track around our football field. So, man, I would always go out there and run my eight 200s run my, you know, 10 150s and run. I just yeah. remember my track workouts from high school, you know, guy, rest soul, coach Bubba Thornton, uh, RIP, you know, TCU legend, probably one of the mm-hmm. fastest guys ever, you know, you know, come out of the state of Texas so I actually played for the 49ers, <laughs> you know? So I had a mm-hmm. legendary track coach, man, that really got me right. And, uh, you know, owe a lot of the credit to him and Coach Steve Robinson, actually. Shout out to him as well.
2: Uh, we have a question we ask every guest it's one of our favorites what's your favorite memory of playing uh, it could be from any age of your life something that you drive around and you bring a smile to your face or gives you a laugh uh,
0: i think um obviously there's a lot of memories man i mean you always hear the comparisons of like high school and you know you talk about college and you know, obviously the nfl i mean that was a dream come true uh just being able to you know accomplish a dream something that you know I you know kind of set out to do and, and felt like you know I would have an opportunity to uh especially attending the University of Texas and being in the position I was in but there's, there's nothing like high school football man I mean I, I I think I remember uh just all the friendships the bonds uh you know all the working out with some of my neighborhood buddies we all had that dream of playing college football and you know, we all uh and we would sit up late at night, and just talk about you know, what we're gonna do when we get big, you know, when we uh you know graduate high school and go to this university, that university, you know, watching these uh college football games on Saturday afternoons, hearing the uh the, the CBS SEC theme song. Like I hear my own kids singing that song, you know, they don't believe that I sang that song over 30 years ago. You know, that same hmm.
2: do, 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 do,
0: do. <laughs> I mean I mean so you know just tying all that together you know watching these guys that, that I coach you know love football the way they do and uh just thinking back you know to when I played I mean I mean you know high school and, and just making those potential state championship runs I mean my junior year we were a state semifinalist you know here in Texas 5A at the largest level and we backed it up with a with a quarterfinal appearance you know my senior year so that's probably the the, the fondest you know you know purest memory I mean obviously when you get to you know, college man. I mean, it, it turns to a business. <laughs> George knows on no top. I mean, I mean, yeah. it, it really does turn to a business. I mean, and you, you know, uh, it's different. It's different. I mean, you still have the love and the passion for the game, and you know, but you're playing with a bunch of guys that came from a bunch of different places, and and, and everybody doesn't really have the same drive, the same passion as you may. I may mean, some guys get there and they just realize that, you no know, man, I'm just here to get my education. I'm, I'm just here to you know, I got a scholarship, but. I'm not really into it like I was in high school, which, which even lends more credence to the importance of high school football and how much, you know, how important it is to everybody that plays.
1: Mike, I am I, I was so proud to hear in like 2020, when you was going to get inducted into Texas football, you know, the Texas hall of fame at UT man, when you got that call, how was that? You, I mean, I'm, I'm sure the twins, do they understand how big that is to be at UT to be in there with the greats of all time, with the Ricky Williams, the Earl Campbell, those guys? Do they understand how good Dad was in college? I kind of think they do, but it's different when your kids kind of grow up and
0: you know they kind of heard about you and they've been to games before at UT, but you know they're kind of in the moment, just kind of like I am. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, when I got the call and you know when he, when he told me. And I, and I got to be honest, and I, I mean this humbly, uh, you know, I felt like, you know, I would be in there at some point anyway, that I deserved to be in it. That was a goal of yeah. mine, actually, because, man, I used to walk those hallways. We had our study hall, you know, where some of those old pictures of some of those old ghosts and legends. I mean, I used to see those guys, man, uh, you know, the Hub Bechtals and, and just all the different, you know, legends of UT. And I used to tell myself, like, man, I'm I'm gonna be on this wall somewhere one day. I'm, I'm that this is what I'm striving for right here. I mean, I wanted to you know, leave that kind of legacy and that mark. Um, you know, took a little while for it to happen, but you know, I know there's voting processes and all that kind of stuff. But you know, kind of still, you know, it, it's not really so much a shock, but definitely humble to be part of that that group, man. I mean, it's, it's like you said. I mean, your your names forever ex in, you know, the University of Texas. Who, you know, by the way, just. You know, moved in the fourth all time and all time wins. <laughs> yeah. So, so man, it's just different things like that. I mean, you, you just, uh, you know, like I said, wasn't a Texas fan growing up, but but for sure, you know, bleed, burn, orange, and uh, it's kind of hard not to. And and I know that kind of creeps over to my, my kids and family and all that kind of stuff.
1: So, Mike, when uh, we both competed against each other, not necessarily our teams in 1996 but as right. individuals off the field like like for me I was competing against Ricky and Priest yeah. you know and you was competing against Will right. even though y'all didn't know each other and then we end up getting drafted in 1997 to the right. Steelers with Mike Brabe and yep. all those guys who are, who's the current head coach <coughs> at Tennessee Titans right so <laughs> we all got there and you know we lived all in the same little apartment complex Right, you and and and, and, Will, and Rod and all right. that. What was that? What, what was that like when you got there and we first got to Three Rivers Stadium and and you know we seen how the atmosphere was. I mean, that atmosphere. I mean, just being in Three Rivers.
0: Uh, just just knowing that you know, you talk about legendary. I mean, you got University of Texas. But you also have, uh, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, four time Super Bowl winner at that point, uh, you know, probably the best franchise uh, in the league at that time. Still one of the top two or three franchises, <laughs> you know, throughout the history of the NFL, the, the Roonies, of course, uh, us living on the north side where our apartment complex was. And uh, just you could just smell and just sense all the old greats <laughs> that came through yeah. Three River Stadium. <laughs> you know, I would yeah. look at those Super Bowl trophies every day. And uh you spoke about the apartment complex that we lived in. I mean, I I used to think to myself like, man, Lynn Swan probably lived here. You know, you know John Slaughter. <Tronworth. laughs> yeah. You, you know, man, just talking about legends. I mean, I mean Mel Blunt, you know, LC Greenwood, some of those guys, man. I mean, I mean uh you know, legendary, I mean, just just a nostalgic, you know, legendary program. You know, the Steelers organization. I tell people all the time, man, it's probably one of the best 2D organizations in the league and probably still is to this day. George, they used to feed us. They used to remember yeah. they used to feed his lunch, they used to feed his breakfast every morning. I mean, give yeah. us pretty damn money. I mean, I can't really yeah. say that a lot of you know, you know, teams probably didn't do that other than maybe the 49ers or the Cowboys teams that really had a winning yeah. tradition, but but the rest of them, I mean, <clears throat> you know, they, they probably weren't on the level of the Steelers. I mean, so nah, that was definitely uh, and then you know, playing with guys like you that you know, we like you said, we didn't know each other, but man, I heard of George Jones. I mean, I, I mean I knew who George Jones was in college because I paid attention to college football. <laughs> you know, I knew George mm-hmm. Jones was great kick returning, great running back. And like you said, you know, competing against Ricky. And uh, You know, I knew who Will Blackwell was, you know, because I was, you know, one of the top receivers, and I wanted to know who my competition was and what they were doing. Now, you know, all of us end up on the same team, man, I mean, it's just a blessing to even play as you got. Look at us, man. We still know each other. We're talking. And you down here in yeah. Texas. <laughs> you know, so, man, just knowing those relationships and meeting those relationships and, and maintaining them, you, you know, uh, definitely a blessing, man.
1: All right, let's get into fatherhood. I know you got two sons, the twins, Deuce and Eli in high school, and you're coaching them. Mike, I know you personally. I know how you are. I know <laughs> how you train. I know everything. What type of coach is Mike?
0: Man, I'm really kind of a no-nonsense. Uh, when it's time to get to work, uh, it's time to get it. And, and work. You know, I'm not a 24-7 type of guy. I mean, 365. Don't get me wrong, when it's time to take a break. We're going to take a break, but when we have a time to work and grind, that, that's what we're going to do. Because if – and one thing I always told to myself, I'm never going to push anything on my kids. But if my kids ever come to me and say, you know, Dad, I want to be great. Dad, what did it take you? I want to do – once you make that commitment, man, you're all in. I'm going to make sure you're all in because that's the only way to be. <laughs> and to yeah. this point, they, they've shown that, you know, sometimes, you know, and I got those guys dragging me out of bed, you know, during 4.30 workouts and 5 a.m. workouts in the summertime, over the Fourth of July weekend, when you know the the district shut down, but these guys want to grind and work, I'm like, man, can we just go a little later? <laughs> you know, but that, <laughs> that foundation that foundation's been set in the right, and I'm proud of that man. I'm proud that they work hard and they grind, and that uh, you know, we're doing good as a football team right now. I mean, those guys are six and one, and and uh, you know we have a chance to, to make the playoffs, and you know you're just seeing all that hard work coming fruition, man. I guess that's the, the feeling I get, you know, as a coach, as a parent. To see the hard work that has been put in, and you see it, you know, come to fruition, that's a good feeling. How do you but balance? No being
2: a, yeah, how no do you else. balance being your being a dad and being a coach?
0: Man, at first it was kind of easy, but I guess once they get in the older grade, you know, tenth, eleventh grade, man, the stakes kind of go up, and it's a little hard, dude. Especially with my son Eli, you know, him playing receiver. No position. I mean, Deuce, you know, I get to coach him a little bit, you know, because I'm the past game coordinator and I share thoughts with him and whatnot, but that's really mostly our OC and uh quarterback coach. They spend a lot of time with him. Uh, you know, I share my thoughts with him. And uh, you know, but coaching my son Eli directly, you know, most of the time in practice, if not all the time. I mean, it's it's it could be you know somewhat challenging because it's like, man, you know, here in practice, I'm coached. I think he's had a hard time kind of. <laughs> Yo, no, I'm not dad. I'm, I'm coach at practice, but at home, you know, now I'm dad. And, you know, we can take care of dad's son. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess?
1: Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say?
2: Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the
0: weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky?
2: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: I'm business, but how you on the field, man? I need for you to do... I need you to run this comeback route exactly like I'm telling you, 16 back to 14. If not, you know, I'm going to have to chew you out, you know, that type of deal. But and I think he understands that. And, you know, because I don't want my players around me to like, oh, man, Coach Adams is favoring his son. You know, I, I'm not a believer in that daddy ball stuff. I had enough of that in baseball. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and kids just, uh, you know, being so on favoritism because their dad's a the head coach and all that type of stuff. I mean, I I, I know I'm not that type of guy. I'm not going to raise my kids be like that. And no, you got to earn everything, man. doesn't matter if you got the Adam's last name or, or whatever it is, we, which is one reason why, you know, we're going to grind the way we do. If you say you want it, I'm going to make sure you grind to go get it. That way uh, no one's going to be able to say you didn't earn anything. Nothing was given to you. You earned it. No, in some no cases. Doubt,
1: you took no it. doubt, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> <took it. laughs> yeah, I'm George Jones. A word from our sponsor, Manscaped. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling the beautiful ball all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped state-of-the-art tech, we'll have your weapons looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping using the code capital FFL show. Again, that's FFL Show at Manscaped. And currently right now, I am wearing the Boxers 2.0. I love them. They're comfortable. They're form fitting. They help me when I lift weights with my lower body. It keeps everything snug and tight where nothing is falling out while I'm exercising.
2: And I have the Lawnmower 4.0 and all the other package. Uh, It's good to uh, help protect down there. It's waterproof, and it'll definitely help uh, with your love life. Your significant other will will be greatly appreciated. This has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster, but don't take my word for it. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code FFLSHOW. That's FFLSHOW, all capital letters. 20% off when you use our code. And manscaped.com. Well, well, thank you for turning your player into an MVP,
1: Mike. So, so many of our former guests, you know, they talk about adversity and experiences that they've had on, you know, football in football and in life. How do you pass that on to your boys? And that's just it. You're you're gonna have
0: adversity. You're gonna you're going to face adversity. Some something bad, or or you know, I guess adverse. You know, you know which is which is something bad. I mean, something's gonna happen to you. And you're gonna have to learn how to deal with it. I mean, you know, uh, we're all kind of born with some adversity. In a lot of cases, I mean, I, I didn't, you know, didn't know my dad growing up. You know, I guess from the age of two or whatnot. I mean, that was an adverse moment in my life. I could have used that as a crutch, but I didn't, and you know, was able to make it out of a tough neighborhood. <laughs> you know, I saw a lot of my high school teammates did not. Yeah, man. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, teammates and people I went to school with and knew. I mean, they they didn't make it. out. I mean, it was a tough situation for them. so. I wasn't a stranger to adversity, which is one reason why, you know, I, I think, man, faith has a lot to do with it also, George. Uh, you know, it, it went, when, uh, you know, our general manager, you know, called me to the office, man, and he told me that they, they were going to have to let me go. I mean, I think had I not been a, a a person of faith at that point and just knew that, you know, God was going to work things out of my life, man, I probably would have lost it like a lot of football players do when, when that mm-hmm. day comes, because that day comes for all of us you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, you know, how are you going to deal with that day when it comes? And i what, 23 years old, 22, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and they you know, had a bum knee and, and you know, the situation wasn't, you know, it's like, Oh man, how can this happen? And I, I just tore my ACL like six months ago and I'm trying to come back from that. You know, I can sit there and use those as excuses. Or I, can, I can, you know, pull myself up by my bootstraps and, you know, try to go work out for another team or, or get healthy and try to play again, which, you know, I did, I was able to go to Canada and, play up there and, you know, just having my knee was really worse off than what I thought it was, but, you know, that's what happens, but, but, you know, had no shame, man, and, and, you know, things ending and, you know, new chapter begins and, uh, you know, gotta, gotta get, your faith is definitely important, you know, whatever you believe in, I believe in God, (laughs) you know, so, so that's a big part of what's allowed me to be where I'm at today and to handle, you know, some of those adverse things.
2: Uh, with your boys, do you see one of your boys whose athleticism looks more like yours, or uh, and how are their work ethic?
0: Uh, they work hard, man. Like I said, they uh, you know, those guys are you know at the point now where I mean, I mean, for instance, my my son, a quarterback, dude, he woke up, you know, came in my room at four forty five this morning, you know, wanting to go jog around the neighborhood, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, no, that's <laughs> not that's that's not exactly <laughs> safe right now. He had an all black Scully hat on, George, all black attire. <laughs> I'm like, nah, man, I, I don't think, I mean, the first thing I thought about was Amar Barry, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm like, nah, man, we can't do that here. <laughs> I said, I'm yeah. not gonna let you go out at 445 in the morning. I mean, yeah, you yeah, you have good intentions, but a lot of people don't know that. So, so I'm like, nah, but but he did go to school and run this morning. I mean, works hard, dude, you know, same thing with Eli. Uh, you know, So they, they have that part you know, pretty much covered, I think, uh, Um. Eli from what a lot of people tell me, I mean, cause he kind of walks like me, looks like me, they'll they'll say that. And he and he's really a freak in his own nature because he's just stupid fast. I mean, he's he's as fast. I mean, he's fat. Deuce is kind of a little bit more well-rounded, not as fast as Eli. I mean, they both have different gifts. I mean it's it's kind of crazy, man, because they're, you know, and people think they're twins or 13 months apart actually, but they might as well be twins. I guess they're Irish twins. <laughs> yeah. But they, they have Different physical skills, but they're, they're they're both uh you know their skills are, are high level physically. I mean I mean Eli is kind of like a he's a shorter Randy Moss. I mean if you throw the ball deep, he's gonna go get. I mean he requires double coverage. You leave him sitting it up, man, he is going to beat you deep. He he's just gonna work you. I mean he, he's that type of dude. dudes man just has an arm. You know he's got arm talent. Man, he, he's a you know Mahomes is his guy. Aaron Rodgers is his guy. I mean I mean he he works on Making those type of throws, and uh, he, he's a six-two high jumper. I mean, he, the guy was a basketball player, point guard. He's a, he's an all-district shortstop. I mean, he, he's he's that kind of athlete.
1: As you prepare the boys, your your sons, for college, what do you feel the most important lesson you can convey to them right now, as they getting ready for their journey to try to live out the dream? Me and you did by being able to get a scholarship and go to Division One. Man,
0: I would say staying hype and focused, you
1: know, kind of like they are right
0: now. I mean, I mean, people think it's funny that they didn't go to the homecoming dance this past weekend or or they don't like hang out, <laughs> you know, like a lot of high school kids do. And uh I was that way though. Man, I, I didn't I didn't hang out, man, at all. Man, I was at home watching football every Saturday, every Sunday. I mean, I mean, that was a dream of mine. I wrote my goals down, man, on you know, taped into the mirror, you know, that type of stuff. Man. And, you know, I see my son, they do the same thing. And I told them what I used to do, man. I mean, they they pretty much do the same thing. They have the same type of goals and aspirations, and they're starting to see, they're starting to see that the hard work is paying off. I mean, Deuce has you know seven D one offers. Uh, Eli is, should be accumulating some offers here pretty soon, uh, you know. So so they see that you know there is a reward you know behind all the hard work. So uh, that's what they're attaining for, man. And they know that they know the education piece. I mean, both of those guys are honor roll guys know, audition, you know, academically. Uh, you know, so so that right, we, we don't even talk about academics. They know that's expected. They know they know I'm a person that has two degrees, you know, a master's and a bachelor's. I mean, so a- academics is not even, that, that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: You know, but you can you can definitely focus some of your other attention, you know, some of these goals that you have for yourself for sure. Cause you're gonna get your academics regardless whether you attain athletic goals or not. You have to get your academics. I'm proud of that too.
2: Let's talk about life now. You're assistant principal, principal educator, and track coach. You invest a lot of your time preparing the next generation. What do you love about being able to combine sports and education?
0: Man, I mean, obviously being a coach, and I think uh, just being able to give back. I mean, that's one of the truest forms, one of the truest ways that a guy like me that played at, at the level that you know George and I played at. You know, it wouldn't make sense to keep that information bottled up and not pass along to the next group of athletes, which is why I think sometimes you have athletes that, you know, you know, getting back into coaching or, or even coaching at certain levels is difficult for them because they knew what it took to get to where they got to. And when they see, you know, athletes that they may coach and see that, man, you, you, know, you know, they're not maybe doing it the way that they did it, or even applying the same type of commitment to it, you know, it kind of hurts. It kind of hurts as, as an athlete because you know what it takes, and you know that it could be a uh, you know a, a blueprint for them in order to achieve it. But they don't follow the blueprint, and it, it's the same thing with you know dealing with students here in the school building. Uh, you know, I try to teach them you know through athletics that you know stuff is going to happen to you. There's going to be adverse moments. But if you work hard, if you study hard, and if you, you know, find a way to get along with people, because athletics, you know, football specifically really teaches a lot of life lessons. Uh, all those things translate over into life. And, you know, at being an assistant principal man and being able to really reach much of the student population, uh, you know, I for sure use my athletic, uh, you know, accomplishments and, and, you know, adverse moments. And, you know, I, I use all of those experiences to speak to my students on a daily basis. And hopefully, uh, you know, got 2,400, 2400 kids in the building, man. Hopefully it impacts, you know, at least one of them. <laughs> that, that, that's the goal. I know it's going to impact two of them for sure. <laughs> and They have my <laughs> last name, so, uh, you know, that's, that's Give, for sure.
2: Given your experience with football and coaching, are you always preparing your kids to uh, work for a plan B or have a plan B in place?
0: Oh, definitely. Because I mean, I'm I'm kind of a living example of, you know, you're you're not going to be at play forever. So, so those guys understand that they know that. I mean, like I said, I mean, we know academic, we know the importance of academics, and that is, that's not even something that we even talk about because they know that's expected of them. I was the first person in my family to get a college education. Uh, you know, I won't be the last. I mean, I have an older son, Jordan, graduated college. He knew what the expectation was these two guys know what the expectation is. So, so you know, the Adams name, legacy is going to be attached forever to education and uh, that being a vehicle to be successful in life. So uh, they know that and understand that, but the same token, you know, I've talked to them, man, if you have a dream, if it's in your heart, you work hard to, to go get it, you can achieve it. And I want you spending just as much time trying to achieve that dream as you would your life dreams. I mean, cause you only got a short window to do that. That's the thing about it. I mean, we, that window is short. We don't know how long or, or you know, how large that window is. So you need to devote a lot of time and attention during that time, during that, that you know, you need to be hyper, hyper-focused during that window because that, that window is going to end at some point. And uh, from there, you know, hopefully you've learned enough through the years and through the different experiences that uh, you're gonna be able to pick up and transition No, just just like I did, just like a lot of guys
1: do. Mike, this is our last question. What is on the horizon for you once your boys go off to college? Me personally, I dread that day. I'm going to be, man, I'm going to probably be in a fetal position once my kids go off to college. I'm not going to be able to take it. So what's on the horizon for you, buddy? It's going to be tough, man. I, I can't really say it. I've sat here and
0: really thought about it because I really don't want to think about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of like that person that doesn't want to know if they have COVID or not. Or they don't want to know if they got a major illness, you, you know, as it relates to this. Uh but I know that day is coming. You know, my wife and I we talk about it, you know, sometimes, man. And I see my wife getting teary eyed when she talks about it. she gets emotional. You know, I, I don't tell her that I get emotional, but you know, a tear may fall down my eye and all yeah. that. Because kind of <laughs> it's gonna be hard, man. It's really gonna be hard. I mean that's gonna be you know when you become, you know, empty nesters and all the kids out the house, and you know those dudes have moved on. I mean, those have been my two little buddies, you know, since they were born. Man, that that's gonna be a <laughs> that's that's gonna be a tough moment. I mean, so you know, um, I don't know if I'll continue to coach or not. I mean, if both of those guys are playing college football. I mean, chances are I probably won't, especially if i might have spend time on a week. I'm, I'm not gonna miss their stuff. I can tell you that. Exactly. <laughs> so, so you, you know, I guess we'll cross that bridge when it comes. But those guys are playing on
1: Saturdays. I plan to be there. I'll tell you that, no doubt, no doubt. Mike, I want to thank you for being on the show today, my friend. I was talking to my own. uh I got a little football team, Pop Warner team, I coach, and I was t- I was talking to them last night about the importance of Plan A and Plan B. Uh huh. But I love that you went and got your you know master's degree, went into education and everything man i'm so proud of you I, I just like you said when we met up a couple years ago in dripping springs and you guys out here for baseball it was just so uh, wonderful to see you cuz i just remember all those moments we had uh right. going to practice together me you will and rod everyday right. going to practice together coming home together hanging out yeah. and that that was you know that was the best life you know moments that you know we can never have and and i'm so proud of you that the father the husband the educator, the coach, everything you've become, man. So it's a good testament to you on what you're doing for your family.
0: Man, I appreciate that, George. And like you said, man, it's, uh, you know, who knew? You know, we were 21, 22 years old or whatever. <laughs> you know, Ryan Manuel, as a matter of fact, grew up right there in Fort Worth. We played against each other in, in high school, in the playoffs. Yeah. And then that guy went to OU, played against each other in OU, you know, Texas. And then, uh, you know, we teammates at Pittsburgh, man. So like you say, man, we're, we're one of a few guys. I remember the stats. You know, there's there's fifteen hundred to two thousand uh, NFL players. Man, we're one of those lucky few. Yeah. so man, I trust me, I pat myself. You know, I, I count my blessings every single day, dude. I mean, I mean, it's you know, thank God, I mean, a, a dream come true, and uh, you know, him being able to bless us like that. I mean, we have no choice but to be blessings to everybody around us. I mean, that, that's we, no we we owe no we owe that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, Troy. Any last words? Well, Mike, I just want to thank you
2: for taking time out of your busy day to join us. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure our viewers are going to love listening to this.
0: Appreciate you, Troy, man. Thanks for having me on the show. And uh, yeah, man, I look forward to speaking with you guys again at some point.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I end the show like I always do. Being a parent is a privilege. Use each day to let your children know you love them no matter what and let them know how proud you are of them. I am George Jones. Thank you for joining us. Yes, sir.